Live from the slightly twisted deck bar, it's the Poojie Podcast with Justin Lameen. The Poojie Podcast is proudly sponsored by Cimarron Golf Club, located in Jacksonville, Florida, off County Road 210, just west of St. John's Parkway. Thank you for tuning in to episode 47 now of the Poojie Podcast. If you missed episode 46, it was a special Saturday edition that released this past Saturday talking Florida Gator football and their 2020 season preview. Great stuff there from Zach Goodall, who jumped on to join the show to help me out, get some Florida Gator content out to you all. As you can see behind me, uh, if you're listening, I apologize. We do have baseball on behind me. For those on YouTube, you get to watch that instead of me, so you're welcome. Uh, But we do have baseball postseason play starting here soon, and it's an exciting time in the world of baseball. It's the largest field that the baseball postseason has ever seen, but it's a weird format, and that's kind of why we're here today, going to go through some things, predictions, explanations of what we will see. But first, as you can see, I'm wearing my Tampa Bay Lightning shirt, Tampa Bay Lightning Game 6 tonight against the Dallas Stars, an opportunity to win the Stanley Cup for the first time since 2004 after losing in double overtime back on Saturday night to the Dallas Stars. So hoping the Lightning pull off the Game 6 win for the Stanley Cup, as well as the Miami Heat last night won their game against the Boston Celtics to move on to the NBA Finals against the LeBron-led Lakers. As I've said before, this is going to be an exciting matchup between those two teams. Uh, I really can't wait. The Heat are a miraculous team with a lot of talent. And I think the Lakers are a very talented team as well. Possibly the most talented team we've seen in the last five years uh, outside of Golden State, of course. They have to be up there. So without further ado, I do want to welcome in Scott Kornberg, someone that's been on the show before. Scott, jump in and uh, tell me a little bit about what what, what format to expect here in the 2020 playoffs and uh, tell the the listeners what's going on. Yeah, Justin, thanks again for having me on. And a lot different this season for Major League Baseball than it's been in the past. Eight teams in each league are making it instead of five, and there's really no true advantage for winning your division this year because there's no buy or anything of that nature. So um, in addition to that, the, the first round, the wild card round, will be at the home parks, but then baseball is going to shift into a bubble format. And so uh, from there – Various cities like San Diego, Los Angeles, Arlington, and Houston will kind of take the rest of the postseason with Arlington and the Rangers' new ballpark getting the World Series. And I think that the biggest thing in terms of the format, in the past there used to be a lot of off days in the playoffs. This year there's almost none. It's pretty much every single day. And as an example of that, if you get to the Division Series and then the LCS, you have a chance to play – 12 games potentially in 13 days. And so, whereas last season, the Nationals pretty much just rode Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez, a couple different relievers, and that was it. You're pretty much going to have to use your entire pitching staff to get through this postseason. And you would think teams like the Rays that have really, really good staffs, one through 14, one through 15, would be at an advantage compared to a team um, like the Braves, that kind of have some holes in their pitching rotation. So so it pretty much aligns with what the regular season was all about, where it's just going to be a next man up mentality. Not too much rest for the superstars. If anyone gets out or injured or pitchers can't go on certain days, it's going to be next guy up and survival of the fittest. I kind of like it. Uh, Matt, let's welcome you in. Uh, I know you've been on the podcast before. 
uh, in passing, but here as a guest, Matt Maynard, jump on. What are your thoughts on this format for the postseason? Yeah, I appreciate it, Justin. Thank you for allowing me to be on this uh, podcast. Um, it's an interesting one for sure. I know it's got a uh, point, a lot of stuff out there, you know, eight teams this year instead of the normal five for each league. Um, I know a lot of people have discussed about wanting to have do something different with a playoff format, having more teams. Uh, I think given with the circumstances this year of only having 60 games, I think the MLB wanted to give a more fair shot to other teams. So it's very quite interesting. I do like how it's, you know, you got your division champions, you got second place, and you have two extra wild card spots depending on where you finish. So it's going to be quite interesting. Um, I am, however, not a big fan of the whole bubble thing. I understand why they want to do it, but given the last month or so, I think teams have handled this COVID situation very well. Um, it might give certain teams a certain advantage depending on how deep they go into the postseason. So it's going to be an interesting one for sure. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, and, and you mentioned in the bubble there, Drew McDonald, if you want to jump on, what are your thoughts on the postseason bubble? Is this something that we could see uh, moving forward, at least as far as the format is concerned, into the uh, into baseball moving forward? Um, I see being a one-off, Justin. Uh, there's some kind of like energy with the crowd, I think, in postseason sports. You know, it's hard to replicate that, you know, despite pumping crowd noise in. So I think if things are better in terms of COVID next year, they'll probably revert back to the original postseason and like uh, home games because there's so much fun energy in that ballpark. Those games, it's hard to, you know, replicate. So, so going back to playing at the home team ballpark, I know the MLB is excited to get back to that as soon as they can. But as far as the expanded field goes, do you foresee that being something that maybe sticks around just to maybe – give more teams a, sh a shot at it. I know just for example, the Marlins making the playoffs this year, maybe the baseball or maybe MLB can take this as a way to keep more fan bases excited throughout the course of the season. Am I correct in saying that? Well, I, I, that's one way to look at it, Justin. I think the, the other way of looking at it is it, it really dilutes the regular season. And, and that's kind of what baseball is all about. So I think, um, you know, while you mentioned the Marlins and the Blue Jays are another example of teams that probably have a lot of young talent but arrived before a lot of people thought they'd be in the postseason, it, it really dilutes kind of what baseball is about, that 162 or 154-game march. And I think because of that, it's been actually a pretty unpopular move with a pretty big segment of, of the baseball fan base. So uh, Rob Manfred, the, the Major League Baseball commissioner, has talked about wanting to have that um, as part of the future of baseball. But I don't know that the players want that to happen. And that would be something that the, the teams and the Players Association themselves would also have to approve. And I would think that the, the fan bases would have some sort of semblance of voicing their unpopularity with this, with, with this decision. And um, just being that there is no advantage to winning the division and that you're just rewarding mediocrity, is that a better product even though more teams are getting in? And I think the answer there would probably be no from baseball's perspective. So I think there's going to be an interesting uh, battle upcoming between the commissioner and a lot of other parties in baseball. And we've seen, we've seen NBA and NHL, obviously, they've had expanded fields for quite some time, almost 50% of the league making it in. Football just recently added an extra team per conference to make it in and now baseball following suit 
with three additional teams uh, per per uh, league. So we'll see how it plays out. Scott, in this expanded field, what would you say is the uh, the team that you're most surprised not to see make it in to the 16-team tournament? I'll give you one for each league, if that's okay. And, and that would be um, the Angels in the American League. They just never really got it going until the end. And just a, a team with so much talent in terms of, obviously, Mike Trout, but there's just a, a really top-heavy roster. and Obviously, it just didn't work out. They don't really have good starting pitching. They haven't had it for years. And unfortunately, Albert Pujols' contract has just become an albatross. And on the other side, the San Francisco Giants, um, you know, a team that has a lot of depth. And they are a team that would be really interesting in this postseason because they can platoon a lot of different people based on matchups. And it's kind of interesting. Fangraphs has a metric called base runs, which is able to, to – essentially streak out sequencing and figure out which teams are super lucky and sequencing their hits together, sort of like cluster luck and which teams are not lucky and sort of getting a bunch of those hits clustered against them or not clustering their hits. And the Giants and the Angels were two of the most unlucky teams in baseball, along with the Mets, another team right on the edge of the wildcard race. So I would say those two in particular stand out to me. Yeah, I would have gone with the Angels out of the American. I would have taken the Rockies out of the National League simply because I think they have a lot of talent and they play in a ballpark that facilitates runs. And I would think playing playing there as a home team, you can you can learn how to play in that ballpark and win pretty frequently. Matt, over to you. As we mentioned, expanded field. There's going to be some underdogs. There's going to be some favorites. What underdog to you in this postseason do you think is best built to make a deep run, maybe overperform expectations? You know, I think you could say there's going to be a lot of teams that could potentially be underdogs, but the one team I was thinking about is a team that hasn't made the postseason since they last won the World Series in 2003, and that's the Miami Marlins. Before then, they were the Florida Marlins. Um, they're a scrappy team. Uh, I think they're second in the league right now in stolen bases, so I know Don Manley loves to steal bases right now. Um, they got the young pitch right now with Sixto Sanchez, uh, Sandy Alcantara, Trevor Rogers. Uh, they got a deep bullpen right now, and they got a one through nine that can hit. They can hit for power. Um, so it's going to be interesting. They got the matchup with Chicago Cubs, who just recently won the World Series back in 2016, a team that just got back Chris Bryant. Uh, so the Cubs are going to be healthy. But, you know, I think the Marlins have a chance to get past Chicago and then get on to potentially uh, going to the National League uh, Championship Series and hopefully win the World Series. So we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, obviously big strides there for the the Miami Marlins would be making it past the first round, the wild card round. Uh, favorable matchup, and the Cubs haven't been able to score runs recently. And you look at the potential next round opponents, you have the Braves and the Reds. Reds aren't too familiar with the postseason territory uh, of recent. And the Braves, Drew, I'm going to bring you in here. The Braves have, uh, have seemed to not be able to get over that hump just yet. Uh, so the Marlins could have some favorable matchups coming up. But Drew, for you, one of those favorites in the postseason that you think might fizzle out and have an early exit for whatever reason. That Braves dig, Justin, it hurt me that the Braves, like, pinch, it's not great, not great feeling. But uh, answer your question, though, I think the Marlins think that that not made the playoffs since 2003. I think that experience they lack in might be their downfall when that series gets the Cubs. It is ironic that they're playing the Cubs the same matchup, you know, seven years ago with the famous, famous uh, Steve Barkman, you know, play. I don't know. I think that the Marlins are good for a couple of years, but not in this series uh, with the wild card divisional. 
And, uh, and Scott, over to you. I know you're, you're a guy that likes statistics and a guy that enjoys watching fun baseball. I have a feeling I know what team you're about to say here, but I have to ask you, what's the most fun team to watch in this postseason? You have a lot of options. What's the most fun team that you're looking forward to watching? I think I'm going to surprise you, and I would have said the Padres probably – that's who I was thinking. <laughs> I was gonna. I thought you were. You love Tatis. You love the Padres. You love the brown jerseys. But Tatis is struggling a little bit, and Denilson Lamette is hurt, and we don't know his status, and he's really outstanding. And Mike Clevenger is in the same boat. So I think I'm going to go with the White Sox. They have a lot of really good young players, um, like a Jose. Well, Jose Bray was obviously in the older side of his career, but he's had an MVP type season. Not many people know about Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, Joan Mancada. I mean, this team is really, really good. And they've got the Abreus, the Yasmani Grandals, those nice veteran pieces. And they've got some interesting pieces in the rotation, too, like Lucas Giolito threw a no-hitter this year. He's been outstanding. Dallas Keuchel's had a really good year. And a couple young guys like uh, Dane Dunning and Dylan Cease. Um, and they've got a pretty good bullpen, too. Give me the White Sox. They have a really exciting team, and they got a tough matchup in the first round, but I think they're, they're the most fun team in the playoffs. Well, considering I'm a Dodgers fan and, and my allegiance, allegiance lies on the NL side, I'll, uh, I'll ride that ship with you and uh, pull for the White Sox coming out of the AL just for a fun team. I know also you have the Twins in there, which are kind of a fun team as well. So a lot going on there, good in both sides, both leagues for the NL and the AL. I'm going to go to Gridview real quick, and uh, I just kind of want to get all of your opinions um, in, in one and just kind of tell me what matchup you're looking most forward to in the opening round. Matt, we'll start with you. I know there's a lot of good matchups, but I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is on the American League side. You got the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Indians. Uh, both their pitching is phenomenal. I think game one matchup is going to be Garrett Cole versus Shane Bieber, who just won the Major League Baseball's pitching triple crown, which is absolutely amazing to see. Um, they Both teams have hot bats. Obviously, the Yankees with John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, uh, DJ LeMahieu. Um, I think it's going to be a good matchup for both teams with Francisco Lindor um, on the other side with the Indians. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be scrappy. I think that's going to come down to the wire. And the Indians trying to overcome a 72-year drought. Now that the Cubs have won their World Series, the Indians, I believe, are the next longest without a World Series. And the Yankees, if I read correctly, they haven't been to the NL or the uh, past the ALDS or past the ALCS in over a decade or so. So a, a team like that with that payroll, you would expect to be able to cakewalk their way into the World Series, but that's not the case. And maybe that's why baseball is so beautiful. Drew, let's bring you in here. Match up your most looking forward to in the opening round wild card. We have a 2018 NLCS rematch with the Dodgers and the Brewers. Now, Justin, I'm sorry, man, but possible Brewers upset three games. I mean, could happen, you know. Uh, so if that happens, I'm about to see that because the Dodgers, they've won with six straight titles, right? Six straight division titles, roughly. So let's flip the script, bring the crew get them to ship we'll see i'll uh i'll say while i don't agree with you i respect your decision simply because as a dodger fan with what i've seen the last five years or so i'm not confident in anything going into the postseason i've seen grand slams push us out of the postseason i've seen poor pitching performances by our aces i'm not going to mention any names just uh kind of push us out of the postseason so 
we'll see if they can keep it together. And, and Scott, for you, uh, what, what matchup are you most looking forward to? I'm going to say Reds and Braves. That's a fascinating matchup to me. I really like that Indians-Yankees matchup too, but you've got amazing offense with the Braves. They're just so good. Freeman, Acuna, Albies, you go up and down their lineup. Azuna's had a great year, and the Reds have outstanding pitching. I mean, if there's a team you probably don't want to see in a short series, it's the Reds because they can line up so many different dynamic pitchers on you. And Sonny Gray is a guy that most people thought, ah, well, he's, he's their number one pitcher coming into the year. He might not get a start if the Reds, you know, sweep that series. But Trevor Bauer is probably the Cy Young Award winner in the National League. Luis Castillo is phenomenal. Iglesias is really good. Malley has had a good year. And the Reds are a sleeper, I think, in the National League. And, and you mentioned the Reds there. I know you mentioned the White Sox beforehand. That's the reason why I like this expanded format, because it, it helps uh, – bring I I don't want to say lesser teams but maybe those teams that don't have it all together it kind of helps create some October magic for those teams if they can put the right pieces together in certain aspects of their team and, and kind of make a run right and, and and get into the playoffs who do we have here what is going on here we have someone breaking into our zoom call here titled playoffs playoffs who do we have can we get a camera working here Let's see here. All right, well, we'll hold off. The, the mystery awaits. But, you know, a team we haven't talked about yet is, is the Tampa Bay Rays. They are a uh, – oh, now we, <laughs> we got two more. <laughs> Steven What's Salera. up, everybody? Steven joining us. We were just about to talk about the Rays. Steven, Steven, Rays fan, what do you got to say, man? Man, it's Christmas in September, man. And you know what that means? Bet, bet the house. Bet everything you got on those – that team from the little old St. Pete, that small market team out of St. Pete, the Tampa Bay Rays. Gosh, you know, the Lightning are going to clinch the cup tonight. The Bucks are 2-1 and one at the top of the division in the NFC South. I mean, but, my gosh, that little team from Tampa of St. Pete just bet the house on the Tampa Bay Rays. All right, all right, we'll take notes. We'll bet the house. That'll go on Poogee Parlay. Steven, what is it about the Rays that makes them such a dangerous team coming out of little old St. Pete. Dude, have you noticed? There's nobody in attendance. They got home field advantage. Nobody there. Nobody to boo them. Nobody to cheer them. You know, you just, yeah. You know, and, you know, uh, you know, that 72 degree AC temperature, man, that's going to ice up those batters on the opposing side, man. But, you know, the Rays are going to be hot, hot, hot. Pitchers are going to be dealing. Batters are going to be raking, you know. Exciting times in St. Pete. I love it. I love it. Well, then, thanks for joining us, Stephen. Now I got to kick you out, but thanks for being here. Go Bolts. My pleasure, man. So, all right, guys. Well, that was a fun little surprise there that we got from Stephen. Uh, let's finish this off. Some raised power there from Stephen. Great stuff. Uh, uh, let's, uh, let's start with you, Matt. Let's go into our final question. World Series matchup you think we will see? World Series matchup you want to see and who you think will win? I would really uh, like to see uh, – I would like to see the Tampa Bay Rays now that what Steven just said. That's just kind of hyping me up right there. But, uh, but no, I think the Rays have been looking really good, one of the best teams uh, in baseball right now on paper. I'd love to see them come out of the American League. Um, and on the National League, I would love uh, I would love to see the Atlanta Braves. Like Scott said, they got their, – their offense is on fire with Freddie Freeman potentially winning uh, – hopefully winning the National League MVP award. 
Honestly, their bats are hot. If they can get their pitching going, I think the Braves can be very sneaky. I think they can make their way to World Series. So I'd like to see Braves raise. However, I don't think uh, the Braves – I don't know if they're going to have the pitching to do it. So I think uh, kind of National League, I think it's going to be the Dodgers. I think they finally get over that hump. I think they finally make it through to win the World Series. And I do have them going seven games over the Tampa Bay Rays. So, Steven, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of hype, but I'm going to go with the Dodgers in seven over the Rays. So he wants to see Rays Braves, but thinks it might be Dodgers over the Rays when it's all said and done. Drew, what about you? Uh, matchup you want to see, matchup you think we will see, and who will take it all? So I agree with Matt's want to see prediction with the Rays and Braves. The Braves have Freddie Freeman, a.k.a. MV Free. You have Marcelo Zuna, who signed to a one-year deal as the lead. Did you, just call, lead. did you just call Freddie Freeman MV Free? Yes, it's, it, it's already been established, of course. I'm not the first one to coin this, but uh, it, it catches on. It's a catchy uh, nickname. But Marcelo Zuna signed to a one-year deal this year. leads the league in homers. Insane. I think that the Braves' power, along with their okay pitching, might get them to the World Series, but it's kind of wishful thinking. Uh, I want, but the actual World Series, though, will be the Rays against Slam Diego. We have a clash of two different teams, the power plant of San Diego, Slam Diego, or the analytical brainiac, the Rays. They have the best, they're probably the best equipped team, I think, for the World Series. I think 13 guys have a save for that bullpen. Uh, they've had 55 different lineups this season, so th- their depth with the pitching is kind of like the best combination of all teams this league. So I'm saying Rays in six Rays over slam diego which means they would have to potentially get past my dodgers i don't know if i can uh ride that but wants to see his his favorite team the braves versus his other favorite team the rays but the rays are a fun team to pull for anyway especially here in florida could we get the rays versus the marlins just a florida fan fest in baseball world who knows scott what about you matchup you want to see matchup you think we will see and who will take it all uh, well, I talked about the White Sox being the most fun team, so I got to say the White Sox. And um, yeah, I think the Padres would be awesome to see. They went for it this year. All those trades at the deadline, they, they're young, they're exciting. They wear brown and yellow. That's an awesome color scheme. But, um, you know, I, I do think I also would want to see a Dodgers Rays World Series. I, and even though it's a weird playoff format and there's a, a higher chance of those number one seeds not making it there because it's baseball and anything could happen. I think that's what we will see. They're far and away the two best teams in baseball and the Dodgers are far and away the best team in baseball. I mean, the second place run differential was plus 80 and that was closer to the middle of the pack in baseball than it was to the Dodgers who are at plus 143. Um, on the season so or excuse me 136 for the Dodgers so they are just uh, far and away the best team in baseball I think they're going to win the World Series yeah you know it's it would be the most 2020 thing of all time for a weird postseason in the baseball world which is exactly why I think it won't be and I will go Dodgers Rays as well I think just simply like you mentioned best teams in baseball I think this is the years for the the year for the Dodgers to uh, to take it all um, obviously, I'm extremely biased in that pick, which is why I have you all here to help level me out and give me some knowledge elsewhere in the world of baseball. And I just got a text from uh, Rays fan Steven saying Rays and four in the World Series. So bet the house on the Rays and four. Guys, thanks for being here and thanks for doing this. And I'm uh, excited to keep in touch as the playoffs progress.
Yeah, thank you, Justin, for having having us on. Thanks, Justin. You got it, guys. For sure. So thank you to the panel for jumping on and talking MLB postseason preview. Still can't get over Steven just jumping on and blowing up the show. Loved it. Great stuff from each and every one of them, as always, from the baseball panel. Thank you. And, and thanks to Strings Sports Brewery for uh, helping support the show and, and bringing us that interview um, for the baseball postseason preview. It's, it's going to be an exciting postseason for sure. But Poochie Parlay Picks presented by Shores Pub Mandarin coming at you right now. Rough week in the NFL for Puji Parlay. Seven and eight right now, heading into Monday night. Need the Ravens to win to be eight and eight on the week. And that's rough coming off of two very good weeks to start the season. I felt a few upsets brewing this week, and I was sadly mistaken. Vikings didn't pull through for me. The Giants are an awful team. I thought the 49ers second team was not going to be able to beat the Giants. Bad mistake on my part there, so I apologize. Had a few other uh, upsets brewing out there that didn't come to fruition. Had the Bengals upsetting the Eagles. They ended up tying the most tieable game in all of NFL history, the Bengals versus the Eagles. Talking to some friends at work today, will the Eagles win more than the Jaguars this season? We don't know. A tough road ahead for the Eagles. So tough week for me, 7-8 and eight right now. Need the Ravens to win to go 8-8. Eight and eight. One PGA Tour fan duel. I didn't put out my picks for that before the week just because it was such a weak field. Uh, not many people are going to know the players that were in that field. A lot of guys that are just kind of getting by, journeymen on the tour, Corn Ferry Tour, now they're on the PGA Tour just trying to trying to earn their card, things like that. So didn't put that out. Still won my, uh, my fan duel, which was great, as well as in the world of NFL. Fan duel, uh, NFL daily fantasy was fantastic this week as well quadrupled 10, six, seven times my money. It was awesome. Loved that there. NFL slate coming up this Sunday. Picks will be out for that, of course, on Sunday morning. Love kicking off my Sundays with that college football. The SEC returned to this past weekend. If you haven't watched episode 46, you are mistaken. Go listen to episode 46, talking about Gator football from this past Saturday. Opened up SEC play with a win against Ole Miss, which was great for the Gators. Scored 51 points just like their friends a few hours south in Orlando, the UCF Knights scoring 51 points against ECU in what was an extremely ugly game to start off. Of course, UCF put the pedal to the metal and uh, ended up winning 51-28. I think they let up three fourth-quarter touchdowns. Some uh, some backups came in and, and, and kind of ruined the score there, ruined the spread there, ruined the over-under there. So uh, a lot of backdoor hits on that game, 51-28 UCF. UCF has Tulsa coming up this week, one of the three teams that beat UCF last year, uh, Tulsa beating UCF uh, last season on the road. We get Tulsa now this year at home in the bounce house, which will have right around 12,000 people. So I know Orlando and the bounce house are excited for that. In the world of basketball, still doing some research, probably going to put my picks out for that tomorrow. So follow on Twitter, Pooji Parlay, if you are listening, Pooji Parlay, if you're watching, Pooji Parlay on Twitter. That's where all the picks are. Or the Pooji Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you are listening in the car, thanks. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, all over the place. If you're watching this video and you want to listen on the go, go check me out on all of those platforms. Or if you're listening and you want to see behind the scenes footage, what's going on while we record, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the notification follow on Instagram. That's the very important stuff for me to help grow my podcast. So until next time, thanks for listening. I hope no more hockey talk until they start up the 2020-2021 season, as I hope my Tampa Bay Lightning 
go win the cup this evening. And until next time, go make this world a better place. Thanks. How can I be the man when you're the man? How can I be the man when you're the man? How can I be the man when you're the man?